In today's episode, we talk about the importance of touching your psychological toes. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svee. Here's your host, Svee Hilsenrath. And welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svee. I'm your host, Svee Hilsenrath. So, some personal trivia about Svi. I've never been able to touch my toes without bending my knees. And for years, I thought this had to do with flexibility. But it turns out that the length of your arms and legs actually plays an equal factor in whether or not you will physically be able to touch your toes without bending your knees. It's not just flexibility. But today, we're going to talk about psychological flexibility. So, your arms and legs have nothing to do with that. One of the hardest and yet one of the most important aspects of sustainable mental health is psychological flexibility. When we become too fixed or rigid in our thinking, we tend to set ourselves up to be hurt somewhere down the road when our thinking and reality clash. Psychological flexibility comes about when we are aware of our thoughts and emotions when we notice those that are and are not working for us based on the reality that we are actually living and when we can act despite those thoughts and feelings or when we can change our thoughts and feelings to better fit the reality of the moment. Albert Ellis, one of the forefathers of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, as well as the creator of REBT, rational emotive behavioral therapy, framed it like this. He said, There are two things. There are demands and desires. Desires are something that we want to happen. Demands are things we feel need to happen. And we create demands unconsciously throughout our lives on ourselves, on others, and on other people. So here's some examples. Imagine you're driving on the highway. Whatever speed you're driving, you naturally consider to be the normal speed. And if people are driving slower than that speed, or people are driving faster than that speed, it is easy to get frustrated. Why aren't they going faster? Or, wow, that guy's going really fast. Why doesn't he slow down? Now, wanting wanting people to drive the same speed or similar speed to you is a normal, natural desire. It is when you start to get angry, when you start to get upset at people that are driving so slow in the fast lane. Again, not a pleasant experience for many people. But it's when you get angry about it, start honking your horn, flashing your lights, tailgating. Or if you become emotionally disturbed because somebody is speeding past you, that sounds like you've created a demand, a fixed, inflexible, rigid rule about the world that is not coming true, where reality is not fitting into the rules that you have created for the world. If somebody is impolite to us, they're not nice. If it bothers us, that just makes us human. But if we become angry about it, if we obsess about it for the rest of the day, and then it ruins the rest of our day, if we then complain about it to multiple people again and again and again, not to one person just to share the annoying thing that happened, but if we let it infect the rest of our day, that sounds like not a desire for other people to be nice and polite. But it sounds like we've created a fixed, rigid rule that other people should 
be nice and polite. And if they are not, then my rule gets smacked in the face by reality, and I am being psychologically inflexible, and it will negatively impact the rest of my life. Not the rest of my life for the rest of my life, but the other areas of my life. It will affect my ability to function in the world. People getting angry about current events. Not just a see news story and it bothers you because it goes against your values, but angry about something happening in the world that does not directly affect us. That sounds like demand. That sounds like a rule. The world must operate the way I want it to operate. All the billions or millions of people, depending on the scope, all of those people must do the things I want them to do. That sounds silly when framed that way. But if you're getting angry about current events, that's probably what's happening. That is psychological inflexibility. Psychological flexibility would be, this disturbs me, I'm unhappy about it, but I'm not going to let it ruin all the areas of my life. I'm not going to let it put me in a negative place. When our demands, our rigid thinking gets slammed by reality, we often respond by clinging to our beliefs even harder rather than adjusting to reality. And this leads to negative psychological consequences. Things like anger, anxiety, depressed thinking. We dump our emotions on other people in a negative way. Often the very thing we demand must not happen would create because we are being psychologically inflexible. Being psychologically flexible doesn't mean that we have no wants. We do have wants. We have desires. Things that we want to happen the way that we want things to be. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that we have to understand that we and other people and the world are often not going to meet or fill our standards, our wants. Being psychologically flexible does not mean that we don't experience negative thoughts and emotions. Negative thoughts and emotions are a healthy and natural part of life. If life is only, only, only positive, we tend to lose the appreciation for that positivity. Much of happiness is framed in terms of the fact that we sometimes get sad. If every single one of our wants and desires gets filled, life very quickly loses its meaning. Paradoxically, too much positive emotion without the counterbalance of negative emotion can actually lead to an empty life. And so the goal is not to avoid negative emotion. Everyone has some negative emotion sometimes. Rather, the goal is to avoid the extreme negative emotions. Those emotions that shut us down and stop us from living our life. Those emotions that cause us to push our negativity outward on other people and into the world. You think of it as a matter of degree. On a scale of 1 to 10, how can I shift my negative emotion of anger, let's say a 9, down to frustration, say a 7, down to maybe being uncomfortable, a 4? One way to create psychological flexibility is to remind ourselves that even though I want something to happen, I desire a certain event or a certain outcome or a certain thing, I want a certain reality The world is under no obligation to comply. The world is a vast place, and it is not behooven to me. The flexibility comes when we become aware of what is happening for us, both in our thoughts and our emotions, 
we accept all of our thoughts and emotions fully. We accept what's happening in our mind. And that includes accepting the negative thoughts and emotions. And then we move forward toward our life goals. We move forward to the life goals of the day, of the moment, and our greater life goals. Just because you think or feel something doesn't make it true. And just because you have a negative thought or negative emotion doesn't mean your entire world has to come to a screeching halt. So here's a way to think about it. Imagine you're in an obstacle course and there are objects and traps that are getting in the way of you getting to your goal. And in this particular obstacle course, there are also supports and resources to help you toward your goal. You could try and ignore the obstacles. You could wish that they weren't there. You could get anxious about the fact that they're coming, or you could get down, depressed about the fact that they are present. None of it would change the reality of the obstacle course. All that would happen is the course would become more difficult rather than less difficult because you are allowing the negative emotions, your demands on the world, the obstacles must not be there. I should be able to get past them easily. You are allowing those rules to dictate your life. Being psychologically and, in this case, physically, flexible allows you to deal with the objects as they arise without getting overwhelmed, without shutting down, without demanding that they not be there. The bottom line is that in any obstacle course, there will be obstacles because that is literally the name of the course. And life is similar to the obstacle course. Only it feels more personal because it's our life. But just like in the theoretical obstacle course, the rules that we create for ourselves, that extreme negative emotion that results, it only hurts rather than helps us. When we achieve psychological flexibility, it means that we continue to follow our long-term values, our long-term goals, rather than the short-term distractions and the short-term activities. And those short-term distractions and activities are often designed to soothe the negative feeling that came about because we are clinging too hardly to our rules, to our demands. And so let's say a person is trying to lose weight, and this person happens to be somebody that uses eating as a coping skill, and they go and they drive on the highway. And because their rule is everyone must drive to a speed similar to mine, and then that doesn't happen because the world does not comply with our demands, and then they get to their office, and in their office is a bowl of chocolate. Well, because they are angry, and because they want to soothe that anger, it is an uncomfortable feeling. That person goes ahead and takes a handful of chocolate, defeating their long-term goal of being healthier. By accepting life on life's terms, by living the reality that we're in rather than the one that we demand we must have, it might not feel better in the moment, but it will feel better over time. And as we learn to live with the discomfort of our desires and wants not being met, we become more flexible and better able to cope with any obstacles, any struggles, any negative emotions that come down the pipeline later in life. Unlike touching your toes without bending your knees, which has as much to do with the length of your arms and legs, as well as the flexibility of your hips, all of which is out of your control.
psychological flexibility is very much in your control. And starting to work on it today and working on it over time will improve your life over the long term. That's all we've got for today. As always, I want to thank everybody who's listening. If you enjoy this content and want to look for a way to give back, one way you can do that is to share this podcast. I would love it if you shared it with three people, but even with one, it is truly appreciated. And until next time, go out, believe in yourself. Thank you.